1: so Scott, your, your opening shift had to do with the Milan Lucic situation. And obviously uh, from what we, from what we've gathered and um, obviously the off ice situation is, you know, obviously unacceptable, but as it pertains to the office um, opportunity, right? Opportunity for somebody new to, to, to get a chance on that fourth line or to continue to get a look on that fourth line. Cause you know, if you're Lucic, you come, you you restart him in Boston um, for the hundredth season. Plays four games, gets hurt. not has of the lineup since. Now the off ice issue seems like he's gonna be most likely uh, not playing another game in a Bruins uniform. Um, so for Lucic, not the homecoming he was looking for. For somebody like Oscar Steen, continued opportunity. Um, so just elaborate and expand on the opportunity that Luchich's absence now and going forward probably presents for, for somebody else in that fourth line. And, you know, we talked about in the beginning of the year, we, we kind of liked that Luchich loco, Johnny Beecher, uh, makeup seems like that's no longer going to be an option. So where do the Bruins go from here?
0: Yeah, well, you know, and I do think part of what allowed the Bruins to, just keep doing that thing on the ice Saturday night is that they've already been playing without Lou Cheech. He's, as, as you said, he got injured the fourth game of the year and hasn't played since. And that was nearly a month ago They're They've already gone nine, one and three without him. Um, Oscar Steen has stepped up on that fourth line and, you know, we talked about like, do you, do you keep him past the 10 games? Worry about the waiver situation that conversation's over. Like, obviously, he's sticking around. Um, Danton Heinen has gotten better and better since, you know, first signing. Um, He can fit anywhere in the bottom six. And Jacob Laucos, back from his his injury, I thought Saturday night was his best game yet. I thought he was really active, had a couple good chances. He just couldn't finish off. Throw a couple good hits. Um, Morgan Geeky was on the ice in a red no contact Jersey at Sunday's practice. That was the first time he's been back out on the ice with the team. No, no timetable yet. Montgomery said, you know, he's just starting the buildup process. So they're not, they're not going to set a date for him just yet, but usually kind of once you're back on the ice, it's, you're probably a week or two away. So if I had to ballpark it, I'd say, you know, looking towards maybe next week for geeky to be back. So, yeah, suddenly, like that, that brings you, and Patrick Brown's still around, even though he they put him on waivers, he cleared waivers. They haven't sent him down to Providence, he's still in Boston. Um, you know, when Geeky comes back, like that's 14 forwards. My guess is Brown probably goes down to Providence, and you've you've still got a pretty deep group, and you've got a fourth line that's been effective with Lauco Beecher Steen, I think you know, I think there's still some work for that line to do. It's not perfect yet. That's three younger players who I think have to learn, you know, part of being a fourth line, part of the way that they want to use Beecher is he's going to be out there and, you know, one goal games, protecting leads. He's going to be getting defensive zone draws. He's going to get some shifts against, you know, top two lines on, on opposing teams as a whole, that line's going to have to kind of learn how to handle that um, because, just because they haven't been through it yet, they're like I said, they're three three young players. Um, but yeah, I think I think on the ice, I think they can overcome this. It's more on you know just the the human being side of it off the ice. Of you know, you think of guys like Marchand and Pasternak who have, who had have been friends have been friends with Lucic for a long time. Other guys, you know, those younger guys I just mentioned on the fourth line who were looking up to Lucic as, like, the leader of that group early in the season. He was the one kind of leading the way, like like we saw Felino do the, you know, the last couple years. Like, that's gone now, so you don't have that security blanket. You don't have that veteran on your line to bounce ideas off. So, um, you know, they're... This isn't going away. Obviously, the, you know I just mentioned like Lucci just doing court Monday or Tuesday. There's going to be more to come out of this, and, and we'll see. You know the the Bruins can obviously act on their own at some point if they want when it comes to his roster status. I would expect the NHL, if they're not already, will be involved to some extent. Um, you know the the league. Can and should be involved when it comes to something like domestic violence. So, um, yeah, lots of questions still to answer. But on the ice, if if the Bruins can stay focused, I think I certainly think they have the guys to to overcome it.
2: Yeah, and you know, first thing that comes to mind too, just uh, in terms of like personnel, not not having anything to do with you know the, the situation, just like in terms of what Lucci brought when, when he was on that fourth line, he was the the most physical guy in that line. Um, He was the guy that if you, and we had talked about this actually, maybe if he was going to be back in time for that Toronto game, he might have to fight somebody like Ryan Reeves. Like you, he's was maybe your only guy on the roster that you would be able to throw out there against, you know, the tough, the, the higher end tough guys in the NHL like Reeves, and uh, that won't completely get their ass handed to them. Um, So you lose him for what we thought would probably be an important role for him if he were to um, get back into the lineup for that matchup against Toronto. And just in general, in the offseason, one of the, the main points of emphasis that the organization tried to get out there was this year we want to be more physical. And bringing back Milan Lucic was part of that. We want to be a tougher team. We want to be a little bit more big, bad Bruins-like. And that is, this is their biggest piece in terms of that kind of mentality. Not that other guys aren't physical, but it's just different. Um, this was the old school definition of your your classic tough guy. Um, and for him to not be available is it the Bruins lose that element. Um, we don't know how long he's going to be gone or if he's ever going to be back, but you're losing that element indefinitely at this point.
1: Yeah. And I think to your point, Bridget, like that, again, you have to compartmentalize, right? Because what happened off the ice is an off ice issue. And that's, you know, we, none of us obviously condone what he did and that's, it's terrible. Or from what we, again, from the information that's out there and, and, we don't know the story. But as it pertains to on the ice, my mind does go to that Toronto game, right? I feel like Toronto's going to want a score to settle um, on that Marshan thing. And so now it's like, okay, does Trent Frederick have to step up to your point and, and take on Ryan Reeves? Because there's really, you know, despite Dan Heinen's efforts to to fight um, <laughs> who wasn't after the hit on Patra against Montreal, um, you know, it, it, you, you're, you're right. Like somebody's – if somebody has to step up now against the. Drew heavyweight, it, it would probably have to be Frederick because even last year you had Felino, right? Nick Felino could go out there and, and step up if he needed to. Um now it's just Frederick. Uh Lucic was the guy to kind of play that role if need be. And now it's looking like that that is no longer an option. So yeah, it does kind of affect um the on ice uh product going forward for in, in those key moments. And again, in, in playoffs too, like you mentioned. And and
2: also like we're talking about how we, we think Frederick could be more of an offensive role. Like we're talking about him being a power forward. We're not talking about him being an enforcer. Like his role as of right now on the team is best served, not with those kind of antics. Um, though we know like internally, he has that kind of personality. It shouldn't be his job. Um, he should be, you know, maybe agitating here and there and, and, um, you know, doing a little bit of, of those things, uh, when it's necessary, but you also want to free him up to actually be an an offensive threat as well. And you don't usually have a top six guy stepping up to fight Ryan Reeves. And uh, it, it just makes it, it, it it makes the team less tough. And I want to also qualify that that's also what makes this so scary. um, The domestic violence situation, because when you have like, he is clearly a very strong person who um, I would not want to have anything physical happen with somebody like that. So it's what it, it makes him, it made him an asset to the Bruins, but also makes the situation even scarier because we know he's so strong and this is what he does for work.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, as far as the, like the physical element, one thing I would point out is we came on here after last Saturday's game in Montreal thought the Bruins got pushed around a little bit and didn't have you know, a great response. We wondered at that point if, you know, could Leach be back a week later in Boston? Um, he wasn't going to be anyways, because he had a setback with his injury. Uh, but the Bruins did respond physically. Like I thought they were the much more physical team Saturday night. Um, and, you know, in addition to everything else, they were just the better team by, by a lot, but you know, you saw some guys throwing their body ram. McAvoy had a couple big hits. Uh Lauko, I already mentioned Johnny Beecher had five hits in like the first period and a half. Um, you know, so I, I did think guys stepped up that way. And as far as fighting, look, it's not a huge part of the game, anyways. We're talking about Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves just got healthy scratched on Sunday. Like, he might not even play. So he's he's been awful for Toronto. Another signing that straight up has not worked out for them. So, um, you know, it might, it might not be as big of an issue as, as, as some people, you know, might think it is or, or wonder about, because
2: do you even think if, even so? if Reeves
0: plays like he's out there four to five minutes and if, if all he wants to do is fight, then I don't know, skate right around him and go get a scoring chance. Like.
2: Do you, do you think though, this affects the playoffs? Like, the, the way that you want to play in the playoffs, um, especially last year, like I think the idea to add toughness had to do with a, a, a trying to prepare for a longer playoff run. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you guys think that really like the longer term way that he would have been used in the playoffs potentially is is kind of lost.
1: I, I feel like, and I could be wrong. But I feel like Lucic's presence was never gonna make or break the Bruins you know chances at success in the playoffs but I but I do think I do think that um there there's a tone that can be set when you have that like for example let, let's just say hypothetically the Bruins got into another playoff series this year against Florida like is Lomberg is Nick cousins is Sam Bennett is certainly Matthew Kachuk, right? Are those players still doing the antics that they did last year? If they have to answer to Lucic, I think the answer is yes, but the difference is, okay, but now you're going to answer to Lucic, right? So like, I think Lucic would go and grab Kachuk by the collar and, and, you know, and so in those situations, I just think it's good to have that muscle when push comes to shove in that time of year, but um, it's not the end all be all. And again, we have to see what happens, how this plays out, but it seems like, uh, it seems like the Bruins would be without that presence. So they'll have, they'll have to create that nastiness in their game with who they have now going forward and, and whatnot. But I do think that, look, I think that's why the Bruins went out and got him. to your point. Like, like they got pushed around when it mattered most last year, Kachuk Chuck had his way. Um, and, and there's, there's, there's a, there's a handful of guys in the NHL now that, if they're on your team, you're going to think twice. He was one of them. He was one of them, you know? So it looks like they might not be with him anymore, but we'll see how it plays out. Scott, Scott, do you echo that? How do you feel about that playoff tone setting and having a presence like that?
0: Yeah. I kind of feel like there's, there's so much time between now and then that if you're the Bruins, there's, there's time to figure out your identity and figure out who's physical in what way, what line has an identity, like you can work through that. And if come trade deadline, you know, let, let's say Lucci just gone and out of the picture at that point. If you feel like you need to go get someone who brings back some of that toughness, you can. And honestly, like, that's probably going to be pretty cheap. Like those, those guys don't want to trade deadline time. So, um, you know, I would also note that, even if Lucic were here, there's no guarantee he would have even been playing come playoffs. Like, it's possible other guys would have passed him. We know he's, you know, he's not what he was his first time around in Boston. He's become a fairly limited player as he's gotten older into his mid-30s. Um, you know, the the Bruins had A.J. Greer last year. They didn't put him out there to send some sort of message. They left him on the bench because he wasn't one of their 12 best forwards. So, um, You know, that that could have been the case anyways. Like, it's it's entirely possible that Lucic would not have been one of their 12 best forwards come April and might not have even been in the lineup to settle any scores or force someone to answer to anything.
2: It's kind of funny you bring up AJ Greer, though, because, like, not knowing that Lucic was going to, first of all, get hurt so early in the season. And also, you know, with this situation now indefinitely, AJ Greer is someone that they – they could have used, um, they maybe would have not waived. Um, we know he got picked up, and you know, he's now no longer with the team after getting waived after training camp. But he is a guy that when you think of okay, who can come up? Like he was he was a guy that stepped up for them last year. He played fourth line minutes, he um, you know, carved out his spot on that line for different chunks of the season. And He's definitely a different style player than Oscar Steen. Um, so maybe having him around would have relieved a little bit of what we're talking about. But at the same time, I think I agree with Scott in this way, like fourth line, the way it is right now is not a bad line. It lacks that extra grit, but it's still, it's still, I like Steen, and I, I like Laco and I like Beecher. So yeah, um, yeah, trying to find a, another fit for a spot in the lineup for a tough guy is it have, – it'd have to be the right guy. I almost feel like it would be maybe going out of the way to to do something. Maybe that's, to Scott's point, may or may not be 100% necessary, but we know how the playoffs are. So – and we've seen teams that are physical be able to have those kind of intangibles and, and success, so –